So hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Go Out and Talk to Strangers. Uh, this is Adi, the Nomad Architect, and this is the place where I'm sharing with you ideas and inspiration, hosting founders, entrepreneurs and extremely talented people to share their experience with us. And today we have Michele. Hello Michele. Hi Adi. Hi. It's very good. How are you? Very well, thank you. So Michele is originally from Italy. But he spent some time in London and in Singapore, and now he's in developing projects in the Philippines. And in your uh, profession, you're a project manager architect, and you had experience of the developing uh, businesses around Europe, Middle East and Asia. Correct? Uh, yes, let's say uh, developing business more in Asia. Uh, in Europe, I was more a, uh, more a young architect uh, developing projects for companies, yeah. And today you're starting a co-living in Philippines. Yeah, we started about uh, one year ago. Yeah. So when was the first time you heard about the concept of co-living? Uh, okay, I was thinking about this and uh, the first time I had a conversation about co-living and people developing uh, co-living was in, uh, during my uh, MBA a couple of years ago. And uh, a friend uh, was uh, developing his first co-living in, uh, in Phuket, in Thailand. Uh, Thailand is a bit of a strange market for co-living because uh, Thailand, uh, and especially Phuket, is a, is a very busy touristic destination. So its concept was a bit uh, an hybrid of co-living and uh, residential uh, development. So uh, it was targeting both uh, local workers, and that's the pure co-living concept, and also uh, expatriate willing to invest in the local, the local market. And did you just hear about it or did you visit the place? No, I never visited the place actually, but uh, we had uh, a lot of conversation with him. And then, uh, of course, uh, when you start uh, talking about uh, new businesses in a, in a business school, you get in touch with other people that are uh, developing similar idea. Mm-hmm. And so I get in touch with another guy that was doing a, a co-living here in the Philippines for a slightly different uh, sector. I mean, uh, my, my target is more on uh, uh, workforce uh, within the city center and this target is more on uh, factory workers. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, there are, the more you speak with people and uh, the more you see uh, and you get in touch with people developing the same concept uh, in a different way. And at the end of the day, the co-living is a very young uh, uh, model for, for architecture and also for, for business. So there is not a really proof model so everybody tried to develop their own idea based on his own research his own idea and uh, their own understanding of the market and interpretation of the market so when you thought about doing your next project it was clear to you it's going to be a co-living like how did you come up with this idea i always loved the the property market and probably uh, i mean i really have a a particular love for the for the building itself and that's probably why i start uh, architecture Naturally. Uh, but I mean, you know, architecture, they, they are much into design. Okay, I love design, but I really love the, the physical uh, building, no? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is probably more uh, property than architecture in terms of business. And uh, uh, definitely, I mean, uh, if you look at the, the property market around the world, uh, everywhere there are problems uh, because the price uh, 
are ramping up very quickly in certain location. I mean, if you look in Europe, you, you can see London. Uh, I remember when I was there in 2008, there was a, a sort of a crash in the property market. And now I'm sure there is uh, something similar with Brexit. Uh, I mean, just talking about the location where I was, I mean, Singapore, the, the price of the property was really going up very fast in the past, uh, uh, let's say, uh, from, let's say from 2010 to to 2015 and then really the property market was uh, uh, because first of all the government to try to cool down a bit the people try to to put some measure to to try to to cool down the market and and now still the market that is not I mean so good as it was before so Mm -hmm. I mean uh, I I was looking into new model in in architecture to try to say okay what what would be the the next good opportunity and of course uh, also being an entrepreneur and not uh, you know property market and property business is uh, is uh, require a lot of cash you now you can really develop a property without having uh, big money and and i think co-living i think match uh, is, is a good opportunity because you don't really need uh, of course you need money especially if you develop your own building of course but uh, uh, you can still do a good project i mean with a limited budget and of course, you had the opportunity to do co-living without even developing your own uh, property, but just uh, uh, retrofitting existing property. And then uh, you can really lower your your budget uh, uh, a lot. No? So depending, of course, uh, on the market, I mean, different markets have different opportunity, but definitely is uh, a very uh, flexible model. And you were mentioning before you did an uh, MBA. Yeah, uh, I started an MBA in uh, in Singapore uh, at uh, INSEAD. INSEAD is a is a very cool uh, business school. is a is a French school, but um, it's, a, it's a sort of international school now because they have campus in uh, in France, in Abu Dhabi, and in Singapore. And uh, and of course, the experience was amazing because uh, uh, you get really in touch with people from every part of the world, mm-hmm. and uh, so of course. Uh, uh, it was good to me. I mean, especially when you try to develop something new, to to share your idea and to hear, to have a feedback from from your peer, from other people, and uh, and definitely, I mean, for uh, having a background in architecture, definitely the, uh, my my first degree in architecture didn't really give me a strong base for uh, entrepreneurship, no. And uh, as I always love to be an entrepreneur, now that that the MBA is finished, I'm really uh, I'm really happy to have this experience. And how did you choose the location to be in the Philippines for your project? Of course, it's a beautiful country, but other than that... Oh, it is. It is beautiful country, beautiful people. Uh, I mean, I think it's a bit of a few conditions uh, just were naturally set for, for us and for myself and for my family to move here because uh, after eight years in Singapore uh, and Actually, after the, the MBA, I was looking to, to do something on my own as an entrepreneur and I was looking for emerging markets where, uh, uh, of course, as an entrepreneur, you have to resolve uh, uh, someone else's problem. Yeah. And uh, usually emerging countries have a lot of problems. And the Philippines, being an emerging country, uh, has a lot of problems. So my alternative were either Philippines or Indonesia. And then, uh, because of my wife's work, uh, we were, uh, let's say, directed to the Philippines. And then at the end, uh, we moved here in, in January 2018, so about one year ago. So, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm very happy, honestly, to, to, to have taken this decision because the Philippines, and in particular in Manila, 
I believe is probably uh, give, Manila give the best condition to develop co-living uh, really? compared to other. Yes, because uh, I mean I believe that there are few, uh, let's say, three uh, important factor uh, to develop co-living. Of course, uh, uh, I mean there is a, a need of co-living where people struggle uh, to find affordable uh, accommodation, mm-hmm. and of course uh, Manila being. Uh, uh, let's say one of the the mega city of of Asia. I think uh, the 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 urban area of Manila account for about uh, twenty three million people. Wow! And of course, uh, uh, commuting is a, is a major factor for the for the life of the people. You know, people spend four to six hours a day commuting. Wow! Four to six hours. That's unbelievable. Four to six hours. I imagine. So when when you think about six hours, six hours is a quarter of your day. Huh? So. And if you think that you do this kind of lifestyle for, let's say, 20 years or 30 years, is, uh, I mean, these have a huge impact of your life because uh, the time that you can spend with your family, the time you can spend with your friends, for your hobby, for your personal development is, uh, is sucked by the commuting time. Mm-hmm. And also very tiring, I can imagine. Stressful. It's unbelievable. I mean, uh, uh, I... I scouted a bit the market in the past uh, eight months, talking with people, and I hear story, incredible story. I mean, people waking up in uh, three in the morning every day to go to work. Wow! Because people want to skip the the peak hour for the traffic, so they prefer to arrive in the office like six in the morning, have a nap like uh, six to eight or six to nine, and then start working. So imagine doing this for yeah, imagine doing this for your life. You no, know, it's incredible. How can you do that even if you have kids? How would it work? You know, you have to put them in school, you have to wake them up in a normal time. It's, of course, it's not going to work for a long term. Absolutely. Also, if you look from the other side, from companies, people that, uh, so organizations that have uh, uh, staff with this kind of problem, of course, they struggle to, to retain the staff because as soon as uh, some, uh, someone can find a better location or a better employer, they just uh, quit their job and move. Manila have also big problem with flooding. So when uh, during the rainy season, the, the city get uh, very often flooded. So people don't go to work. They, it's just impossible. It's impossible because if usually you take three hours to go to work uh, during the, the rainy season and when the city is flooded, you might take six hours, eight hours. So people don't really don't turn up. So imagine wow. the disruption of work. You know? So it's, uh, the problem is not only for the people, but also for the company and corporation. So the location you chose in Manila is next to the business center uh, area? Yes. Yes, actually. Uh, the, our business model was uh, uh, exactly to, to stay uh, in the fringe of one of the, the CBD. Manila has uh, several uh, business districts. The, the oldest and still probably the most uh, uh, busy is Makati. Uh, then there is uh, BGC, that is Bonifacio Global City. And uh, probably the third one uh, for importance is um, Ortigas. And uh, we decided to, to be in, in an area, in a municipality called uh, Mandaluyon, that is, uh, let's say, uh, five minute work to Ortigas. So uh, our selling proposition was exactly to stay, uh, we are about 20 minute work from your office. So it was also actually uh, an incentive not to take any means of transportation and just walk to office oh that's really nice yeah also to try to have a bit of uh, 
let's say to try to be sustainable okay I mean we always say that uh, mm-hmm. our first building have about 250 uh, bed so we, we probably can accommodate about 250 people at full capacity and so we're, we remove from the traffic 250 people that account for wow. many cars many motorbikes many buses and so on so it's a, it's a good impact and that's also quality of life because when you're walking something different is going on in your mind it clears your head you can listen to music you can kind of gain power instead of losing it on the way to work absolutely absolutely also you have a, an impact or let's say on the uh, on the health of the people so if they walk a bit let's say 20 minutes uh, uh, going to office and maybe 20 minutes to come back uh, so 40 minutes of exercise every day is uh, have a sort of an impact on, on the life of the people so it's, uh, uh-huh. I think we, we try to promote that as well actually I have to stop you and ask you all the time say we who are, who is we uh, is it oh you sorry and... Uh, yeah, I mean uh, that, that's a sorry. That's that's a very nice uh, question because uh, I'm not the only one within the company. Of course, uh, we are three founder, uh, mm-hmm. and the two founder are uh, two of my classmates uh, at Insead. Uh, one uh, is uh, Lauren Yogi. is a, is a person here from the Philippines. is mm-hmm. is a, a very busy uh, uh, media director and a very 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 uh, cool guy. The other guy is Michael Thiel, that is a finance uh, guy and, uh, and working uh, now at the moment is based in the uh, Middle East. And how did you all meet? We were at INSEAD together. They, they were my classmates. Okay. And, uh, so we decided, I mean, the idea, you know, when you are in, uh, when you're doing an MBA, you very often discuss about business opportunity and uh, doing something out of your, uh, uh, you know, line of expertise or your you know your usual bread and butter so we at the end we decided to start this together thank you for sharing that and you mentioned that you want to create your own building of course that takes more patience because to construct the building will take time absolutely yeah can you tell me about it because it's a big decision i know most of the people i talk to are looking for buildings they can start right away or in the next season absolutely and you have this patience, and I think it's smart when you think long term and you want to have the perfect location and the the exact building and the exact you know functions and relationship you want to create within the building. Yes, exactly. Honestly, uh, we we decided to do uh, to develop our own building for many reasons, starting from uh, uh, the fact that if you can design your own space, uh, we design to users. So what we design is. Uh, is what we think will be the best space for our tenant. You know? So sometimes uh, if you retrofit an existing building, it's difficult. Uh, I mean, as an architect, you understand that probably the, the modularity, the structure uh, doesn't, might not fit uh, your need. So it's difficult sometimes to, to retrofit the building and do exactly what you need. And especially in our, in our model, uh, we have to be very efficient because uh, our typology is similar to, uh, to a budget business hotel. Our standard bedroom is about uh, 16 to 18 square meter. And okay. we have uh, uh, an in-suite bathroom and so on. So, I mean, it was quite difficult to find this kind of existing building. I mean, we, we, we consider this idea and we are still considering this idea for the future building. But it was easier for us to say, let's design it. Uh, construction cost uh, is, uh, is not too bad here in the Philippines. Uh, so we can, uh, I mean, with, uh, with a certain budget, we can develop our, our own building. Uh, and honestly, our 
our model is uh, is let's say a two aspect the first one is uh, of course uh, and probably the first one and the most important is being an operator of co-living so we are a co-living operator the second one and also have an, uh, a real estate component so because we develop the building and of course mm-hmm. uh, uh, the dynamic, uh, the the cost, uh, but also the I mean all the the business model is totally different because of course we are uh, an expensive business because developing a, a building is expensive, buying a land is expensive, but of course uh, the return and you can have other uh, strategy to increase your profitability and so on. So is uh, so. Can you tell me a bit more about the vision you were looking to to create in the building? So you mentioned two hundred and fifty or sixty tenants. Young professionals? Yeah, at the moment, uh, yeah, the building is about uh, 250 uh, bed space. Uh, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the typical room is about four people. So we have two bunks beds and uh, the, the toilet is, uh, I mean, toilet, shower, everything is uh, in suite. Uh, there is also a small study area in, uh, in the bedroom so people can have a bit of privacy if they decided to, to work from home, if they are a student, if they have to do their own things they can do it in the in their own private space the building have several other uh, common facilities uh, that we are currently designing so uh, their things are changing uh, mm-hmm. uh, in this period so but the idea is to provide a gym to provide uh, uh, lounges where people can cook their own uh, food where people can just read a book they can play an instrument mm-hmm. uh, we are thinking to have a swimming pool on the rooftop deck oh that will be amazing. That yeah, that would be amazing because uh, yeah, it would be very cool. I mean, I would love to. It can <laughs> to, get uh, really hot as well in the Philippines, and yeah, I mean, we are on a on a tropical climate, so I think it makes sense to to provide some uh, outdoor facilities, and especially we try to make good use of the rooftop deck where we we have a, a very nice uh, we have a sort of an event deck where we are planning to have a regular seminar from uh, serious uh, stuff like uh, basic accounting, uh, public speaking, or, uh, I mean, uh, having entrepreneurs that present their own idea, to more social activity like parties, of course, barbecue, you know, any kind of party that you can imagine. I mean, our crowd is a young crowd, so, of course, uh, we like to be a bit more social. And uh, any other things, I mean, uh, there are other uh, businesses here that are doing very well, that they promote uh, any kind of... Uh, social event from uh, a free haircut uh, for the tenant uh, to basic makeup for girls uh, you know, i think it's cool and interesting just to to try uh, pe- to put people together no the whole point is uh, uh, we give people back uh, four to six hours a day and uh, i personally don't want these people to spend four to six hours a day on a mobile no and that's i think is a big issue now for for the uh, you know for the young generation that uh, uh, there is this sort of addiction to to mobile, to social media, and so on. So, I think that, that, I mean I'm not uh, ne- too negative on that, uh, but uh, uh, I still think that uh, being uh, on the real social life is, is not bad. No, so nothing can replace a true meeting, like uh, like just like we are talking right now. You know, exactly. That, that's exactly. much better exactly. than just a. Um, Scrolling down your Facebook feed, or I don't know. Exactly, exactly. So, and especially our crowd uh, will be in their twenties. Probably, uh, we're. I mean, our age group is between twenty and probably thirty-five. Mm-hmm. And is it normal to share a room in that age? I have to ask because for me it seems a bit uh, like um, not normal for me. 
for example, because I would like to have my own private room. But maybe in the Philippines, it's a different uh, culture. Uh, yes. Um, okay, I, I can share my own experience that when I was a student, I was sharing an apartment with uh, some friends in Milan. And uh, and I think it was cool because, uh, I mean, uh, when, you are, when you live with your friends, it's very cool. I mean, your first time you live outside from your family house, it's cool to live with friends and it's because you can organize anything. You go, on, go out for drinks. Uh, mm-hmm. You can share anything. You can cook together. I think it's a very nice experience and teach you a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the local culture, I believe, is very keen in sharing. I mean, the Filipinos yeah. are very social. Uh, they're very positive people. They're very, uh, they're very good people. I mean, they love to, and the, especially they're very creative. I have to say, they're so they love. Uh, most of them play instrument. Uh, oh yeah, and amazing singers. Like whenever I like, I've been in the Philippines in the beginning of 2018, and whenever I go. Even like the most remote places, you hear people singing. Yeah. Everybody is like a professional singer. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and in fact, definitely we will have a karaoke night uh, in the oh, yeah. in our rooftop deck. Yeah. No, no, it's true. So definitely, I believe is uh, that's why I was saying Manila is, is a very good location for co-living because uh, the, the local culture is keen in sharing. The, the age, uh, the age mm-hmm. of the population is, uh, is very young. I believe the uh, average age is like below 25. So definitely... Uh, of course, probably at my age, I'm 40 now, I'm probably more reluctant to, to share. And uh, probably the more you, you get older, the yeah. more you, you want your own privacy. No? But uh, definitely when you're young, it's, it's cool. I mean, you probably you're looking to have a sharing facility. No? So. And I want to ask you one more thing, because we're mm-hmm. uh, in many communities, uh, people try to create a community even before they start the building. So they yeah. started doing uh, events or to do uh, online uh, Facebook groups or just to share, to start it, mm-hmm. to get it moving before the actual project. Are you thinking to do something similar? Okay, we are, uh, because we are developing our own building, uh, let's say that we will be uh, in operation in, let's say, 12 months from now. Mm-hmm. So we, we still have time. Uh, of course, yeah, we, we have, we had a thought about this. So we have, uh, uh, we, we haven't used it yet, honestly, but uh, we have our Facebook page that is, uh, is mm-hmm. there, but uh, we never on purpose uh, posted anything because we want also to, to send the right message. And honestly, yes, I mean, the community is, is important. I'm, uh, I, I totally agree. Uh, but honestly, you have to be careful in creating the, the right community, no? For example, uh, I'm a bit reluctant to uh, to have uh, short uh, visitors, so like uh, to to open uh, the door for people, like uh, like transforming. I mean, some of our room in like in an hostel because uh, I mean, people that are coming in and out, uh, I don't know how much they will be able to share with the community. Mm-hmm. So you have a minimum time for the tenants. Yeah, we, we try. We we try to have. Yeah, let's say. I mean, our uh, ideal minimum time is three months. So let's say to do three, six, and uh, and one year. Okay. And uh, and yeah, you know the the community is very important. Honestly, I, I still I can't really say that I fully understand the community. So we probably do. We will do a lot of work uh, for at the community level uh, in probably in the, in the next. Uh, six to eight months i mean now we are very busy in uh, in the design phase of the project i mean we need to, to do our you know usual submission and uh, you know local authority and so on 
as soon as this is out of the way, we probably spend more time yeah. uh, in the community level, also in developing a bit more our brand and so on. That, of course, is 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 key. Mm-hmm. And what does the name stand for? Okay, we choose walk. Uh, walk is a uh, is uh, is not an acronym. It's a word they use by millennials, and uh, and I think it's very it's very cool because a walk uh, identifies someone that is uh, is smart, someone that is aware about what's going on, someone that is aware about the new trends, mm-hmm. and uh, definitely, I mean, uh, if you. Uh, doing an impersonification of the co-living business. Co-living business is work, no? Because it's someone, it's a business that is, uh, I mean, taking advantage of it is a bad word, but it's just uh, try to resolve uh, in a smart way uh, a, a societal problem, no? So definitely co-living is work. Yeah. And uh, and we like it. I mean, it sounds mm-hmm. sound nice and you have a lot of application in, uh, uh, in our business. We already have a sort of motto that is say, I stay work. Oh, nice. You can you have the meaning that okay, I live in walk, but also I stay walk, meaning that I keep myself updated with the trend and so on. So I think is is a very cool word, is a very versa- versatile word, and mm-hmm. uh, that uh, we already think that we're gonna have a lot of application of this uh, of this name. No? So it's uh, it's cool. Nice. nice. I like that. <laughs> and you also told me in our previous conversation that you're planning to design your own furniture, which is a, like not so many people get to do that. Yeah, honestly, uh, I mean, two reasons. First of all, uh, we need to be very cost effective. And uh, so if, uh, if you design and if you have the time and ability to design your own furniture and your spaces, you can be uh, you can spend the money where the money needs to be spent. That I think is very important for for architecture. So, can you please share what kind of furnitures would you design? Like, what kind of things you need that are not available around you? But honestly speaking, I mean, uh, uh, we are still at the early stage now. But definitely, uh, we want to have very cool uh, lounges. So the common area need to be very cool. And I was uh, having a chat with my uh, local designer. He was saying uh, we need to design spaces that are very Instagrammable. <laughs> because you say, okay, people want to take picture there, so that will be what we should aim for. And I like this idea. I like this word. I like the idea that yeah, at the end of the day, people like to take selfie and say, oh, I'm here and there, so it's, it's cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, so definitely, the, all the common area need to be cool. The rooftop. Uh, I mean, we want to integrate a lot of green space, so the greener will be very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, green uh, is uh, has a positive effect on people. Uh, other than creating shade for the building, so cooling down uh, the building itself. So also from an uh, environmental point of view is is, is very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to also to design the, the space within the bedroom that, uh, I mean, the space is not big, so need to be functional. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's like designing, a, you know, a small sailing boat. You know, if you when you enter in a sailing boat, the space are you have everything that you need. But everything is very compact. And in our 16 square meter room, of course, we have four people, but we have a toilet, a shower that are actually separate. So one person can use the shower, one person can use the toilet. So it's, uh, it's a bit more efficient. And uh, we have some uh, study area. So let's say that most of the furniture within the room will be custom made because, of course, in 16 square meter, we need to fit everything. So but I think, I mean, it's, it's not going to be a difficult task and it's not going to be a very uh, intensive design. But again, we need to make sure that uh, the room is comfortable and uh, everything that people need is there. And uh, of course, it's cost effective.
that's the, the important thing. Yeah, that's really exciting as an architect to do the building and then to go all the way to the furniture level and to the interior design. That That's really great because you, you can completely imagine how you want the place to feel like the materials, the experience that people are having. Absolutely. Another important factor, of course, is the, and this is probably more from the uh, entrepreneurial side, it is important that, of course, cost, but also maintenance. Now we need the material that are easy to maintain and, and durable. That's especially, I mean, uh, the use is going to be quite intensive, especially for the common areas. No? So, so what kind of material would you recommend, like in the... For example, in the Philippines. Uh, good question. I have to say, I still don't know. We're, we are thinking about to use a lot of, uh, for example, for bed to use a steel frame that are uh, probably more durable. So powder coated steel frame, easy to maintain, durable, a bit more expensive, but probably more durable than compared to timber, for example. Uh, we are thinking probably to use... Uh, uh, to try to spend uh, as much money as possible within the room where people stay and try to save money, for example, in areas that are less important, like, for example, the corridor. No? In the corridor, people are not much uh, interested in having a fantastic corridor. So maybe <laughs> we are even not using tile and just use bare concrete for the corridor. No? So we are doing some saving uh, in the area where it's, it's good to do saving. So there is a lot of uh, uh, thinking in, in this direction. I know there's a lot of bamboo products in the Philippines. Maybe that's a good... And it's also very sustainable. Yeah. Yeah, bamboo is sustainable because it's a fast-growing uh, uh, plant. So it's definitely a sustainable product. Honestly, we haven't really thought much about uh, uh, the use of materials. So bamboo is definitely a, is a good option. There's a lot of uh, recycled material that you can use. And honestly, today I was doing some... Uh, some research online of uh, building that use uh, uh, recycled material. And for example, there's a very good sample that is the, uh, the potato head in Bali, that is a bar, that, uh, that the facade is completely covered by, uh, I don't know how you call it, but you know, the, the sunshade, external sunshade for windows, you know how they call it? I mean, we have it in Italy, I think in the Middle East is, is common as well. Is it like louvers? Yes, but you know the, the big louvers, the big panels that are uh, uh, openable and in timber louver. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a, a door with louvers, but it's installed exter- uh, on the exterior of the facade. Mm-hmm. And basically yeah. the facade of the potato head is totally covered by, by this louver. So it's, it's very cool. And is, uh, uh, despite is every, every louver is different because they come from a uh, uh, demolished construction site. So they just recycle the building, but they have a very cool effect. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm gonna check it out after our conversation. <laughs> it's cool, yeah. So I mean, th- there are a lot of things, and uh, of course, we have to manage uh, time and uh, and quality. So we are uh, always in a rush to to develop the design in a quick way because, uh, of course, we don't want to delay the process. Uh, but also, we want to have the, the right uh, design. And uh, as I was saying before, I mean, we have to balance being very cool to be very efficient in terms of uh, maintenance uh, and cost. Mm-hmm. So it's always... Uh, yeah, that's smart because it's a business after all. If the business model, of course, will not work, you cannot make this kind of uh, building and experience for these people. So Absolutely. You have Absolutely. to make it work. So from your experience, let's say if you need to advise somebody who wants to start his own project, what is the most important thing to pay attention to? 
But the, the first important thing is to understand uh, your customer, uh, who your customer will be, because really co-living you can uh, apply the concept to to a number of different uh, categories from uh, uh, white collar, so people working in offices, to people working in factory, to students, uh, to, I mean, it really depends uh, from uh, location. I mean, uh, for for us in the Philippines, yeah, the target was, uh, yeah, the young workforce of people, as I said, in the 20s or 30s working in offices, uh, but definitely students are everywhere in the world. And uh, if you think about the student accommodation, there is not a recognized brand. And that uh, uh, is something that we are thinking about now. So to, to step into the student mm. business as well, because definitely there are big opportunities there. But really, I mean, uh, if you think, and also you can even change the model because at the end of the day, uh, co-living can, can start from, uh, I mean, from young workforce, but can even be for professional. I mean, if there are a lot of professional, a bit more, more senior, like in their 30s or even 40s, that probably they, they are single people traveling the world. They, they don't care of having a big apartment on their own. They are happy to share. And they are. I mean, I know people in Singapore that were doing that. And uh, so, I mean, there are market, uh, different markets that are really just there to, to be served, actually. Yeah, I, I, I truly believe uh, that co-living is the future of residential projects because people, you know, we come from, we started as tribal societies and we, we gone very, very individual and private. And now we're starting the movement going back to having a community, having the sense of belong. And people in the cities are looking to interact with other like-minded people. And like what you're doing, I think it's going to be a very big success because people are looking for that kind of connection. It's only natural. Absolutely. No, I totally agree. I mean, especially, uh, I mean, I'm not uh, uh, saying only for, uh, uh, from our side. I mean, of course, we, we are we are taking the, this opportunity, but of course, definitely also for the tenant will be a, a good opportunity yet to connect with other people and also to socialize, definitely also maybe to, to create a family, I don't know, I mean, something to, to meet your partner or to meet your new friends or to you to meet your, I mean, it's definitely a very good opportunity for people to get together. And honestly, when we were thinking of uh, creating an event and creating a community, I mean, I, I believe that the point is not to create your, your community, but to enter and be part of a community. No, so mm. for example, I mean, I'm not saying that the, we will create the work community because the community is uh, is the community of like like-minded people or people with uh, certain needs. So, whenever we will do event uh, uh, and if we have the capability to invite people that are not our tenant, of course our door will be open. Of course, we, we probably have to give priority to our tenant because other people might be upset. <laughs> it could be busy. By, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if other people from other uh, other. Uh, co-living or uh, any other uh, place, I mean, uh, definitely, I think we will welcome everybody because at the end of the day, the, the community is the community. Mm -hmm. So you just want to give them a space, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, exactly. Probably going back to your question about uh, creating a community, I think the community is already there. We don't need to create a new community, no? Mm -hmm. We just uh, need to, to serve the community and have a conversation with the community. Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. I love that. Because many people are talking about creating community, but you're saying something different. So it's already there. I just want to give them this place where they can meet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we are providing a service for the communities. Like, uh, 
no, same social media. I mean, social media, they didn't create uh, or forge uh, new people. No? They just create uh, a place where people can dialogate, can exchange uh, can exchange experience, can exchange picture, can stay in touch, especially for people traveling. So I think, yeah, the point is is right. It's not to create a community, but to give something to the community, no? Like a seminar, education, a place to sleep, a place to take a coffee, a place to have a meeting. That's more the point. Amazing. Okay, I love it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm very uh, excited about your project and I will follow with you yeah. uh, to see how it evolves. Sure, definitely. We keep you posted. Nice. Okay, so now there is one question I would like to ask all of my guests. So I would like to ask you to answer uh, without any filters, just whatever comes to your mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this question, it's called yeah. the wild napkin. Wild napkin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's say you go to a bar mm-hmm. and you have a few drinks mm-hmm. and you have the craziest idea. Mm-hmm. So you don't have, you know, you're in a bar, you don't have your notebook, you just grab a napkin and you write it down. And the next day you find it in your pocket. What does it say? What, what would be your dream project? There is no problem of budget, no problem of money. What would it be? Okay, I have to say that uh, this happened to me many times. I love bars, <laughs> I love drinks. And uh, it's happened to me actually once in the, here in Manila in a bar. Uh, I will not say the name because it's a bit of a dodgy <laughs> bar. But uh, uh, I mean, yeah, of course, uh, people uh, that are in design, I think they like to, to scribble, they like to sketches, they like, no, so that I think everybody... Uh, it's up to everybody to, to scribble or to sketch something on a, on a napkin. So. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I really love what I'm doing. So if I probably, uh, and I never sketch this idea mm-hmm. on a napkins, but uh, definitely I think it's a very good uh, and it's a very cool, uh, um, I mean, I, I don't know how to define it. I a cool project that we're developing, no? Because uh, mm-hmm. being an architect for me is, is cool to, to sit down with other designer, other engineer and do my usual work. I still love to, to be involved yeah. in design, uh, but uh, I'm in touch with uh, uh, all the aspects of the business, so from uh, marketing to, to finance to, to strategy to business development. So that is amazing. I mean, it's, uh, uh, and when you do your own things, you do the things in the way you want, in the things in the way you believe they are uh, they, they have to be done. No? And, and co-living is, is a fantastic opportunity now because it's an emerging market. Uh, it can be, it can be applied everywhere in the world. Yeah. And as you said, uh, it definitely, okay, probably it will not uh, completely change the property development business, but definitely will have an impact because uh, I, I can see now big developers or so the big player in the market that are already looking into co-living. Of course. I mean, being a big player is uh, usually they're very slow in entering the market, uh, and especially for them, it's a bit of a yeah. struggle to enter in a small project. And I believe co-living had to be small project. You, know, you can't develop a forty-story uh, co-living building because there the community will be lost. No, when mm-hmm. you live in an apartment in a normal yeah. residential apartment, you even don't know who is your next door neighbor no you don't know you don't talk to each other no so the co-living have to be a controlled environment so not too big mm-hmm, of course so if you could choose another location or another sector to do a co-living for the next project what would you choose uh, i would definitely look into the student markets the student market and yeah. the location is there any other place in the world you would like to experience to live in 
I mean, uh, the beauty of it that you can really uh, go everywhere in the world mm-hmm. because, you know, everybody, I mean, there are students everywhere in the world. So it's very cool. And uh, as, I mean, you are a nomad. I consider myself a gypsy because I always uh, change the location. So, <laughs> yeah, we are a bit similar. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes, I mean, personal life and uh, professional life, uh, for whatever reason, bring you in, an, in another location. And uh, so definitely the, the, the beauty of this kind of uh, project that can have opportunity, of, I believe, everywhere in the world. Okay, so you don't want to choose. <laughs> you don't want to pick the location. No, I mean, uh, okay, Southeast Asia, let's say. Southeast Asia, I'm in love with Southeast Asia because it's, uh, it's, there are a lot of growing market. Uh, and when you are in a growing market, people are very positive, are very excited, uh, and I, w- I would probably not do this kind of business uh, in uh, like in mature market, even mm-hmm. though there are very good opportunity like Europe. Definitely there are very good opportunity to do it like in, in Milan or Paris or London. Definitely there are fantastic opportunity for co-living. Okay. Uh, I personally love more uh, emerging market for now, for now. And of course, Southeast Asia, I, f- I think you now is, is the center of the world because... Uh, I mean, if you if you include China in in this market, uh, I mean the, the economic weight on a global scale is uh, is is massive, no? And also in terms of population, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Indonesia is a three hundred million people country. Mm-hmm. Philippines is hundred hundred million. Uh, China is massive. I mean, the number of people living South in this East part Asia. of the world is mm-hmm. is big, and uh, and the population also is most of the time is concentrated in 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 big city. You know, you look at China, you have a lot of these mega cities that grow up very quickly. Uh, Jakarta is, uh, is a massive city and again, same comparable size of Manila. So if you consider the, the urban area, is, you probably reach 20 million there as well. Wow. So, uh, I mean, Asia is full of this kind of situation where also the, there is a big uh, uh, lack of public uh, transport and where people need to find uh, uh, a convenient uh, location to work uh, in the city. Yeah, so that that's, I think, the, the, the ideal condition. So. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. And, uh, okay, I'm going to share the link to your uh, profile and your okay. uh, the website. Is there, okay. sorry, I don't remember, is there a website already for the co-living or? No. Uh, just articles. Have, uh, as, as, sorry, for our company or for co-living in general? You mean? Whatever you feel like, we I can put the link so everybody can connect with you. Uh, we have uh, uh, we don't have a website yet. Of course, we have the domain. We haven't developed uh, the page yet, and this okay. will be probably done. Uh, I hope in the next uh, uh, six to eight months. I mean, our mm-hmm. uh, the, the I mean, we will give a big push for uh, uh, marketing and branding probably in, in Q two uh, of this year. Okay. Uh, so from from that point onwards, uh, work will be much more. Uh, uh, visible on social media, on uh, internet, and so on. Yeah, for now, okay. we, we are a bit uh, uh, on the background, let's say. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay, so I will share the link to your profile, sure. and whoever wants to contact you is, can do that. And Fantastic. I want you to thank again for being my guest. It was a very interesting conversation, and I, I feel like I learned a lot, and I hope our audience uh, got some value as well. Thank you. Thank, thanks to you, Ari, actually. I really enjoyed the conversation. Me too. That was fantastic. (laughs) Okay, and I wish you a lot of success. And I will for sure follow how your project is uh, going to turn out to be. 
Fantastic. Thank you very much, Ali. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Hi, guys. It's Adi again. I'm very happy to have you with me, and I would like to ask for your help for the next season of the show. The next project I'm going to host will focus on unique experiences. If you've ever been to a place that made a strong impression on you, or if you started one yourself, a retreat center, a sustainable project, art gallery, hotel somewhere in nature, anything that creates a special experience for the guest. It could be anywhere around the world. So send me the details and maybe you'll be on my show. And until the next time, go out and talk to strangers. It's been a pleasure. Ciao, ciao.